This is the Homeschool Dad Podcast, episode number 10, getting started. Hi, everybody. This is the Homeschool Dad Podcast, helping dads to help their homeschool families. I'm your host, Rick. As we begin this week, I, I want to share, I actually had another uh, episode already recorded and in the can and ready to go, but uh, some things happened this morning and I thought, you know, I'm going to go ahead and re-record and we'll just push that off a week. So next week we're going to deal with road trips. Uh, but I want to talk about getting started. Where we are, it's August the 13th as I record this, where we are, a lot of the schools are, are uh, starting up this week, uh, a couple of them last week, and so we have decided that today was the day that we would start homeschooling. So today was the big day. It was the first day of school, and I don't know about you guys, but I remember the first day of school with a lot of uh, excitement and um you know, for a lot of reasons. It was it was either a terrifying time as I changed schools. I did that a few times. and Or it was an exciting time. It was a time to get back and see friends and kind of get back into the swing of things. You know, you look forward to the summer uh, when, when school lets out. But then at the end of summer, it's like, oh, I just I want to go back to school and get going with my life. You know, you get tired of just kind of, I don't know, whatever it is that you did during that, that summer break. Uh, for me, it was a lot of reruns of Gilligan's Island. But uh, so... I want to kind of get back into why we're homeschooling, and we're going to kind of talk about a few different things this morning, and, and this was our kind of our kickoff morning, and so I wanted to share some things what happened with us. Uh, again, this isn't the, the, the best way to do things. It was the way that we did things, and it was a, a pretty fun time. So first thing we did, we got them up early. Um, we have a very intense schedule this year, so we're starting an hour, a half an hour earlier with our school, and we're going to be going an hour longer. My wife found some new curriculum, and she just said, you know, we need to have that extra time. So we got them up early this morning. That was a hard thing. You know, for the whole summer, they've been kind of sleeping in a little bit and staying up a little bit later and kind of having that fun, relaxing time. And, you know, the schedule started this morning, so we had to get them up early, uh, get the chores going. And uh, I got up and made waffles. Um, that was kind of a fun time. And then we got everybody together in the, the living room. And one of the things that we started the day by doing was restating the purpose of homeschooling. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, you know, we knew exactly when we wanted to homeschool, why we wanted to do it. Now, I've kind of stayed away from sharing spiritual things, kind of making this a generic podcast, but that was the primary reason. For us, it was a spiritual decision, and it was based on one scripture passage, and uh, you know, we read this and felt compelled that this was really the direction that we wanted to go with our parenting and homeschooling being a part of that. And it comes back out from a passage, Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Listen to verse 7. Impress them upon your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. So we have kind of made that scripture uh, our family motto, if you will. It's the, it's the scripture that we really have used as an all-encompassing thing for everything that we do. Uh, we feel as parents that we are charge to impress with our children the scriptures, to talk about them when we sit at home, when we walk along the road, when we lie down, we get up. And so we really try to, um, you know, do the best we can to uh, to use that scripture in everything that we do, and it's part of the reason that we homeschool. So, you know, I asked all my kids to memorize that scripture when they were uh, very young. Um, 
Peyton, actually, my youngest, he had to have that memorized, that little passage uh, at age two, right? You know, just after he'd learned to talk. That was the first scripture that, that he memorized. And this morning, uh, dads, I'm, I'm ashamed to tell you, I had to have my Bible open to kind of make sure I had it right. And the kids all had it down verbatim. So we reviewed that and we talked about that scripture and that, you know, we made a decision, a conscious effort uh, many years ago to homeschool. We were in the 11th year of homeschooling. And so we talked about why we've made those decisions and why it's okay to have other choices. Uh, and we have friends that are publicly schooled and private schooled and some that are homeschooled. But we talked about this was the decision that we made for us and we've been very pleased with it. We kind of refreshed a little bit why it's been a special time. We've talked about some of the fun things and, uh, you know, why homeschooling has been such a good thing in the past. We reviewed some of the things that homeschooling has done from us in the past. And I wanted to share, you know, while I was recording this, I actually had to stop and, and restart it because I was, I was, um, in the middle of recording this, and I got a note from my wife, and I went online for some chatting with her and uh, actually talked to each of the kids. And I asked them this question. I said, tell me some of the things that homeschooling has, has done for you uh, in the past. Well, my very wise uh, eldest son said, well, it has taught me things, and it has educated me. Uh, and that was great. And then I had to pull some things out. And he just he shared with, with me briefly, you know, just the hours of sitting outside reading about battles in history and great novels that he's read. And, you know, some of the fun times that he's had during the discussion times. One of the things we enjoy as a family is, you know, they study a subject together and they have these great discussions. Uh, he learned about how history flowed. Um, you know, not just this is the date that this happened, but you know, this event was impacted by this event was impacted by this event. Uh, one of the things that in this past year was uh, he went through a program called Starting Points, which talks about worldview, and he actually enjoyed that so much that he taught that uh, as a class in his Sunday school. He taught the, his worldview, and so that was kind of fun. Uh, next child talked about, you know, one of the things that she liked about homeschooling is no peer pressure and uh, teaching more about your faith. She actually got to spend some time last night, seeing peer pressure firsthand as they went to the mall and looked at the name labels of shirts and things and, and the pressure to have the right label, you know, and you know <laughs> what that's all about. Uh, she enjoyed essays that made things clear. Uh, and then she left me because I interrupted her Aristotle's rhetoric class that she was in. Um, my 13-year-old daughter said that it helped her to develop an enthusiasm for school. You know, she said that, you know, she listens to some of her friends who are kind of dreading going back to school, but she's really very excited, and it's helped her to develop interest in certain subjects. And, you know, because of that, she can expand upon those subjects she likes, and then when she isn't uh, very good at a subject, she's got mom there to help her. And so uh, she liked that. And she also said that she liked how it showed what God has done uh, for the world through history. And that's one of the things, the starting points in history that we've done – the um, tapestry of grace is just kind of showing how God has worked all throughout history. And then my youngest son, my 11-year-old son, Peyton, said that it has shown, and, and I like this, this isn't something I thought, he says, it's shown me that my parents love me enough to take the time out to teach, uh, and that he has grown more in God. And I, and I like that perspective, that he has seen that this is an effort that his mom and dad have done, and, and we do love him enough to do this. It uh, doesn't mean that those parents who send their kids off to a public school, a state-run school, don't love them, uh, but it certainly is an extra effort to do so. So that was just kind of a review of some of the things, that what, what how they have felt about homeschooling, a perspective of a 16-year-old through an 11-year-old. And uh, you know, we kind of talked about some of those things, and we, my wife and I have spent a lot of time this last week as we've been getting ready for this uh, coming year to talk about, you know, what has homeschooling done for us? 
one of the things we did very briefly is we previewed some of the things that they're going to be doing this year. This year, I'm very excited about because we're going to be spending some time talking about the Civil War. Now, where we live in Kentucky, uh, it's kind of a humorous thing to me because depending upon where you are in the county, some people would think of us as Southerners and some of us would be called Yankees. And from my understanding of history, actually, the, the line of uh, the Civil War, the the line of demarcation was actually the Ohio River, which is in northern Kentucky. We're in southern Kentucky, and pretty much everybody down here was uh, fell in line with the South, and those that across the river, Cincinnati on up, would have been considered those that have fought for the North. And uh, we talked about the difference, you know, that those who fought in the South called it the the War of Northern Aggression, and they were fighting for states' rights. And that's what the South thought they were fighting for, states' rights. Those in the North uh, were fighting against slavery. And so we talked about how you know defining the terms is so important. We look at the battle of pro-life and pro-choice. Those that would be on the pro-choice side seem to have a very good, you know, we, we're all for freedom of women's rights, and that sounds very honoring until you look at what it is that they're trying to be in freed for. They're having the free choice to kill a, a, an infant, a, an unborn child. And those on the pro-life side are fighting to uh, save the life of the innocent, even when it costs a woman her right to choice. Not much different than what we saw in the Civil War. It was a right to have the freedom of states' rights, and that right was slavery. And so the people in the North said, we don't feel that that right is uh, justified. And so that's where that war, and we're going to talk about that. It's going to be a great subject. Now, I'm not going to get into a long political discussion with you guys tonight, but I, you know, that was the difference. And so we, we rarely took something from the current, you know, the, the issue of uh, abortion, and then we took the issue of the Civil War, and we're going to be able to look at those side by side and see some commonalities between them. My wife and I spent uh, a little time, oh, I guess about a week and a half ago, and we stopped at a, a very famous local Civil War monument. It's actually a, a monument to Jefferson Davis, who was a president of the Confederate. And uh, and so we were able to look at that monument, and it's a, really a Civil War museum. And we immediately, my wife and I said, no, we're not going to do this today. We're going to come back in a couple of months in the fall. Weather's cooler. We'll have a picnic out here, and we'll kind of take the tour with the kids and learn about Civil War from that perspective. And it'll be it'll be a really fun time for us to go do that. And so the kids are excited. They know that Civil War is what we're, we're talking about this year. And then we kind of went through the, the, the whole list of classes. And my wife had a, a schedule that she passed out to each of the kids so that they know. You guys remember? You went to junior high or high school and you had that schedule and it told you, okay, this is third period or third bell or whatever you call it. And, and you had to go to room 209 for Mrs. Johnson's class in English. And then you had to go to PE class in fourth period and then fifth class. You know, and you had all that. And so we put out the school list for each of the kids. And so they know, okay, at this hour, this is what I should be doing. At this hour, this is what I should be doing. And we come together at this time. We break for lunch at this time. And so it was kind of nice for the kids to see this is the organized schedule. Now, for us, a part of that, going through that schedule, was also saying these are the chores you're responsible for. And so uh, because we have been a little lax in kind of uh, monitoring the chores, we kind of went through them this morning. We said, all right, you know, first child, did you do these chores? Second child, did you do these chores? These are the chores you're responsible to do by this hour and this hour. And so we kind of went through all of that. And it's kind of good to kind of set that schedule and set those expectations. I think everybody likes a schedule. It's kind of nice to know this is what's going on. I was in a business meeting last week and uh, it really drove me crazy because this, this company that I'm affiliated with, um, they're notorious for saying, you know, we're going to start this meeting at 
9 o'clock sharp and don't be late. And I know that I can show up at 10 o'clock and they haven't started yet. I mean, it's just a given. Every meeting we've ever had has always started late. And sure enough, this one, like every other one, started late, didn't follow through the schedule at all that they had given us. They gave an agenda and never followed that. It's very frustrating. And so, you know, where the... uh, the agenda shows that it's supposed to end at 4 o'clock. Anybody that's been with this company more than a couple of months knows that by 2 o'clock we're going to be done, usually 1 o'clock. Usually after we have our lunchtime, you got about an hour to go. And so sure enough, about 1.30, people are packing up their stuff. They've seen this pattern of no schedules, not following the schedules, and they lost interest. And the last, I felt sorry for the guest speaker that we had. Uh, she flew in, lady I know, from Portland, Maine, and she flew out to speak. And, you know, she really had a tough time kind of holding the attention. It's because the expectations were set that there is no schedule that we set with. Kids are the same way. If they know there's a schedule, and they know that, by golly, at 3 o'clock we're starting math class, or 2 o'clock, it's whatever it is, that gives them the expectation, okay, I've only got to, you know, some subjects are not very exciting. And so maybe they may be looking at the clock saying, oh, I've only got to endure, you know, 10 more minutes of, of spelling or whatever it might be, but know that something else is coming up. And that change is good. It kind of keeps things going. Well, the final thing that we did is we prayed for the season. We got together as a family. Uh, we read through a scripture that we're going to be studying this this uh, next semester. We're going through First Peter. And we read through the scriptures, and then we... Um, we spent some time praying. And we, we didn't pray specifically for individual prayer requests. There's a time for that. But what we did was we prayed for homeschool. We prayed for the school season that's about to start. We prayed for my wife, who is the, the teacher. And we prayed for the attitudes of each of the children, that they might be enthusiastic and responsive to the education that they're going to receive. And uh, really had a great time you know, spending that time in prayer. And then they got going on some uh, of the regular school schedule. And Dad kind of quietly slipped out and... I uh, packed up my laptop and headed off to work for the day. So that's a little bit about, um, you know, how we spent our morning. Dads, if your, your homeschool hasn't started yet, I encourage you, take that first day and set the pace right. You know, maybe maybe make a breakfast for them. If, if nothing else, get together and tell them you love them and uh, pray with them. Um, maybe spend a little time, you know, reviewing some things with mom just before the class starts. And ask her, what, what is it that I can do to help you this year? So... You know, spend a little time as the the homeschool starts. Well, I, I want to kind of get into a little bit of feedback. Um, I, I really love the feedback, guys. And so I want to kind of share a little bit of the feedback um, that uh, I've gotten. First of all, I got a, I got an email, and this is exciting. Somebody's going to be sponsoring our podcast going forward. Um, this isn't a terribly expensive podcast, but uh, it's nice to know that somebody's out there willing to help out. And he probably didn't realize that he was sponsoring a park podcast, but it, this is how the letter begins. Dear friend, I know that this message will come to you as a surprise. I am the bill and exchange manager in the Bank of Africa in Ogundagu, Burkina Faso. And I hoped that you will not expose or betray this trust and confidence that I am about to repose to you for the mutual benefit of our families. Now, I won't read the whole letter, but basically I had a family member apparently that died in a plane crash I didn't know about back in 2000. And, and so this money has been sitting in a dormant account, and he's going to wire it to me if I'll just give him my, my bank account with routing number. And that's $25 million, so I'm pretty excited. He says I can keep 30% right off the top and then 10% for helping to manage this fund, this money. So roughly about a third of that money is going to come to me, so I'm pretty excited. It's roughly $8 million. So I'll be sure to uh, give him my bank account and routing number uh, first thing tonight so he can route that money over there. And that's, that's pretty exciting news. And then uh, yeah, I, I've mentioned that we have a caller line, 206-888-4464. And I was going to play you the message that we got, but I'll just go ahead and just share with you. Uh, I got a very exciting call that let me know that the new espresso machine that I have on order uh, is ready if I'll just call. Um, 
I didn't actually order a new espresso machine, so uh, I'm going to have to call and see what that one's all about. But hey, do do covet your feedback. Shoot me an email. Let me know how things are going. Uh, let me know how I can help you. Some things you'd like to see on future broadcasts or podcasts. Excuse me. Um, I've got some uh, very exciting. We'll just let you know some some episodes we got coming up here. Uh, we're going to talk about drive time next week. We're going to talk about test time the following week. We're going to talk about art. In, in how to incorporate art and how dads can help with art. We're going to talk about field trips, and that's a very exciting thing that I enjoy is getting involved with the field trips. Um, and then we're going to be talking about uh, sex ed, which is going to be a very important one coming up towards the end of September, and uh, purity, and we'll be talking about some of those things. So if you've got some things you'd like to cover, uh, shoot me an email. would love to hear from you. Again, that's thehomeschooldad at gmail.com. Or you can give us a call on our call-in line, 206 888 4464. That's going to do it for this week. Thanks a lot for joining in, guys, and we'll talk to you next week.